You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. You've probably heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls, a collection of manuscripts dated by both radiocarbon and paleography to between the 4th century BCE and the 1st century CE, but why are they significant enough that many people have heard of them? This is episode 17 for January 17th, 2018. I'm Chris Webster and welcome to the ARC 365 Podcast, 2018 edition. ARC 365 is a podcast today, every day, in 2018. This episode is written by Christopher Booth. Initially uncovered by Bedouin shepherds in the first half of the 20th century, the Dead Sea Scrolls, also known as the Qumran Cave Scrolls, contain the second oldest dated fragments of text which eventually formed the canon of the Hebrew Bible. They are also the oldest collection to contain versions of all but one of the Old Testament books, the Book of Esther. With more systematic exploration throughout the 20th century, a total of 11 caves containing mainly fragmentary texts, as well as some almost complete manuscripts, were explored. As recently as 2017, archaeologists from Hebrew University announced that they had discovered a 12th cave, but the broken empty scroll jars and pickaxes that they found suggest that the cave was looted in the 1950s. Most of the work to analyze and date the text was begun after the fragments were moved to the Palestine Archaeology Museum in 1953, where it was found that four different languages were used in the manuscripts, Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, and Nabataean. The significance of their scrolls to the history of biblical texts is not restricted to their age, but also their content. Whilst many of the books are similar to the later canonized versions, some, including the books of Samuel and Exodus, are strikingly different in their language and content. These differences have forced biblical scholars to reconsider the accepted theories of how biblical texts were developed and allow for much greater fluidity of content than was previously thought to exist. As well as biblical proto-canon, the manuscript fragments also contain books that were eventually excluded from the Old Testament, such as the Book of Tobit and the Book of Enoch. 30% of the identified documents, however, are not related directly to the Hebrew Bible and instead are sectarian texts that give insights into the rules and beliefs of a Jewish sect that existed in the Dead Sea region in the last four centuries BCE, likely the sect which was responsible for the scroll's creation. There has been some significant debate surrounding the origin of the documents. The most prominent theory suggests that the scrolls were produced by a Jewish sect called the Essenes, who would have hidden them in the nearby caves during the Jewish revolt between 66 and 68 CE and never recovered them. Some scholars have alternatively suggested that they were produced by a different Jewish sect or even by Jewish people who lived in Jerusalem and hid the scrolls in the Qumran caves to save them from the Roman armies. There is some strong supporting evidence for the Essene theory, however, including the similarities between the description of an initiation ceremony of new members in the community rule scroll and descriptions of the Essene initiation ceremony in the works of Flavius Josephus, who is a Jewish Roman historian of the Second Temple period. Pliny the Elder also described a group of Essenes living in a desert community on the northwest shore of the Dead Sea in his writings. For archaeologists, perhaps the most remarkable element of this story is the preservation of parchment documents in caves for potentially 2,000 years. They were originally preserved by the low humidity conditions in the Qumran area adjoining the Dead Sea. This preservation was also aided by the lack of tanning materials used in the parchment and the very low airflow in the caves. Some of the scrolls were further protected by storage in clay jars. Unfortunately, from the moment that the documents began to be handled by archaeologists and scholars in the 1940s and 1950s, these protective conditions were not maintained and they began a process of more rapid deterioration. By 1958, it was noted that up to 5% of some of the scrolls had completely deteriorated. This continued until the 1990s when the Israeli Antiquities Authority established a temperature-controlled laboratory for the storage and preservation of the scrolls. 
It is obvious, then, that the Dead Sea Scrolls are significant for multiple reasons, both their revolutionizing of the theories of the formation of the Bible and the remarkable archaeological value, since preserved texts on these materials are incredibly rare. These two elements explain why so many people have heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Thank you. Thanks for listening to ARC 365. If you want to hear more ARC 365, check out www.arcpodnet.com slash ARC 365 for the 2017 and 2018 episodes. Check out arcpodnet.com slash ARC 365 G30 for the last 30 episodes. Please subscribe and rate on your service of choice. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, among others. Support the APN at arcpodnet.com slash members. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being awesome. This show is produced and recorded by the Archaeology Podcast Network, Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle in Reno, Nevada at the Reno Collective. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.